0: Uh, a bit Thank you uh, Paul, um, <clears throat> Merry, Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, and I'd like to sing happy birthday to Nick because it was his birthday yesterday, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Thank you. <laughs> birthday dear Nick, happy birthday to you. Um, before I, oh, sorry, (laughs) gee, that's funny, isn't it, saying sorry for wearing a mask, um, Paul, would you come on up and read um, the scripture, I'd like Paul, wow, can you hear me now, um, I like, I'd like Paul uh, to read a scripture, and then um, Barbara's going to read a scripture uh, before I actually get in the message. Thank you. Yeah, please. Okay.
1: All right, we're going to read from Luke uh, First, Luke 1:68 Luke through 75 first. Zechariah, father of John the Baptist, prophesies, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. and to enable us to serve without, serve Him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before Him all our days. And uh, also from Luke 1, 20, uh starting uh, verse 26, uh, when the angel came to Mary. Mary, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you, And has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit. For no word from God will ever fail, Mary responded. I will be a mother for the Lord as his servant. I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass.
0: Thank you, Paul. And one more scripture from um, Luke chapter 1 also. um, When Mary went to visit Elizabeth and Elizabeth's greeting.
2: Afterward. Mary arose and hurried off to the hill country of Judea to the village where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the moment she heard Mary's voice, the baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly, Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she prophesied with power, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others. For your child is destined to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came in the door and greeted me, my my baby danced inside me with ecstatic joy. Great favor is upon you. For you have believed every word spoken to you from the Lord.
0: Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the wealth, the treasure, the richness of your word, oh God, that Brings us and allows us to come into the story to to some degree of your purpose and plan from before the foundation of the world, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, Messiah coming, the son of David to reign forever and establish his kingdom. Father, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the Holy Family. Thank you for Joseph. Thank you for Mary. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you, Zechariah and Elizabeth, for doing your part. (laughs) Thank you, Magi, for coming later on. And thank you, shepherds. Thank you, Simeon and Anna. Lord, what incredible richness in this tapestry of history and story, how all because you so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son, whoever believes in him will never perish but have eternal life. So, Lord, help us, help us today, Lord, to ponder these things fresh and anew, Lord. Let it be, Lord, fresh for us. Let it be vibrant, alive in the wonder of your gift and your purpose and plan from Genesis all the way through, oh God, the fulfillments of your promise, the keeping of your prophecies. Lord, thank you. And help us, Lord, to wait and to watch and to work in the, in the faith, hope, and love that only you can give us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have so enjoyed the scriptures this year, this Advent, and this, especially this last week, the the scriptures about the the coming birth of Jesus and the uh, the prophecies in Isaiah and um, Micah, like we read uh, Jacob read earlier. It's just incredible when you. Ponder the hundreds of scriptures that were fulfilled in a short period of time around the birth of Jesus, and then through his life, and then again at the end of his, of his life. That that Jesus is the the focal point of history. That our calendar is dated before Christ and Adoramus Day after the the birth of Christ. That that our lives are are entwined in the in the seasons. Of the church year, beginning with Advent, the preparation and the candles, and then Christmastide, and then Epiphany, the unveiling of Jesus to the to the Magi and to the Gentile world—that's us, <laughs> unless you're Jewish in your background. The then we have the uh, the season of of, of waiting um, called. Ordinary time until Lent and, and, and Lent, another time of preparation and penitence, so be bringing us to His Passion Week. Then we have Tide and His resurrection, and that brings us to Pentecost and the outpouring of His Holy Spirit, and then Kingdom Tide, also called Ordinary Time. The, the church has given us this, this tapestry of calendar that helps us celebrate the life of Jesus Christ and the purpose of God fulfilled. All through the year, and so we light candles and we read scriptures and we sing amazing carols. And at this time of the year, we think of angels and messages and and hope and 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 new new beginnings. <laughs> it's just a, it's the most incredible time of the year. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year. Sorry, I just couldn't resist. That. Now. Now, I want today, if you'll allow me, I, I've tried to, to give us some scriptures from the very beginning, Pastor Nick read from Psalm 89, the promise, uh, Nathan came to David when David wanted to build God a house, and Nathan, uh, God woke him up in the middle of the night and said, oh, go back and tell him he's not going to build me a house. I'm going to build him a house instead. And, and his house is going to be his family. It's going to be a dynasty. It'll never end. And his son will reign on the, on the throne forever and ever. I just can't even imagine what that may have meant to David to hear that. And, uh, and then um, we heard uh, Emily read Mary's Magnificat. Seven times in the Magnificat, it says he has, he has, he has. He hadn't done anything yet. Jesus hadn't been born. But she moved by the Holy Spirit, remembering the promises of God from the beginning and through the prophets. She said... He's doing it now. He has done it. I'm pregnant. He's doing it. This is incredible. And then Zechariah, same thing. Um, um, Paul read from Zechariah's prophecy when his son was born and his mouth was finally opened after being dumbstruck because of his unbelief, and 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 he prophesied about his son John being the forerunner of Messiah. Again, nothing had been done yet, but they saw in the spirit. Can you see in the spirit? Again, you look back from Genesis through Isaiah and Malachi and see in the Spirit this amazing timeline, tapestry, this waiting and watching and working for the redemption of Israel, the deliverance that would come through Jesus the Messiah, and finally he comes. It's incredible. So, so again, sometimes I, I, just, I just kind of look at them and I say, thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Uh, like I did er- earlier, I just, I j- just want to remember what it was like. By the way, it's hard to wait, isn't it? Um, ladies um, who are, have been pregnant, it's hard to wait that nine months sometimes, isn't it? You know, Mary had to wait. The last especially the last you know it 's incredible Joseph had to wait to have relations with his wife after the angel appeared to him. you know a husband and a father um, he, he watches for up new opportunities to try to provide for his family and and, and and Jesus had to wait i mean think about Jesus you know when he was twelve, going, uh, his family took him to the temple. Um, and he's about his father's business. He said, didn't you know to his parents when they came three days later, <laughs> I, I have to be in my father's house. This is, this is my dad. This is why I came. This is what I'm here for. But he had to wait 18 more years to begin his ministry, to, to be the son of David revealed, to, to proclaim his kingdom. He had to wait so 30 years he waited, and John John waited in the in the desert, eating locusts and honey, wearing a camel shirt. You know, um, it's very uncomfortable. It's very scratchy. It's 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 a the camel hair is not it's not like lamb's fleece. It you know it's a, he 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 lived in this in this austerity this this silent waiting. Well, he probably, maybe he wasn't silent. He out in the wilderness. He may have been making a lot of noise sometimes. God, when? What am I supposed to do? Locusts again for dinner? I had those for breakfast and lunch. Anyway, John waiting, and it says the word of the Lord came to John in the wilderness. Now, go. Prepare the way. It's time. So, Waiting is just hard work if you're impatient, like me. And, 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 and watching, if, if you have trouble focusing, <laughs> like me. It's, uh, you know, focusing on one thing, just looking and, and waiting and, and being mindful um, is a real challenge. But if we don't, then we, then our work you know we make mistakes we hurry i'm talking about me now not you you know hurry make mistakes have to start over do it again undo the work but waiting watching and working those are the three words i want to i want to come back to uh, a, a little bit later on this is traditionally called Holy Family Sunday where the church looks at Joseph and Mary and Jesus and of course remember Zechariah and Elizabeth and and uh, and, and looks at how they manifested the kingdom how they walked daily with God how they how they were oriented toward the will of God, so that when they were interrupted with an angel, with a dream, with a a message, with a flee to Egypt, now return, go home, oh no, don't go there, go there, they they could respond to God following him by listening to the Holy Spirit and and moving with him. So the Holy Family is is an example to us. Again, they all had to wait on God. They had to watch for his word to them, and they had to work for his kingdom. We know New Year's Eve is Thursday. It's one thing to wait for something when you know when it's going to happen. But we're in another period of waiting now. And Jesus said, you don't know when I'm coming back. And so here we are waiting. Are we watching for his return? Is it impacting the way we work, the way we do our work, our, 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 our daily lives for the kingdom of God? Oh, Lord, we ask the grace to learn something from the Holy Family and, and from Israel's waiting and watching and, and working for thousands of years. While you were preparing the world, and at the fullness of time, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. So, we're going to scan, if you allow me to do this very quickly, from Genesis to Malachi, and watch the unveiling of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, that he would be a king overall, that he would rule as a descendant of King David and his kingdom would never cease. It would actually increase and fill the earth like we heard read earlier. The increase of his government, there shall be no end. So let's start, shall we? Let's go through this timeline. Four thousand, actually, it's in your bulletin if you want to follow along. How long did they wait? You can follow the progressive prophecies and the warfare against their fulfillment from Genesis all the way to Mary, the descendant of King David. (sighs) Beginning 4,000 years. Now, these are approximate times, okay? 4,000 years. The promise of the seed of woman who would crush the serpent's head in Genesis 3.15. In 3,000 years, 1,000 years later, we have the Noahic covenant and the sign of the rainbow. And God spoke to Noah and said, As for you, be fruitful, increase in number, multiply on earth, increase upon it, fill the earth. I establish my covenant with you. So God renewed the covenant and the promise that he had made in Genesis. 2,000 years before Christ's birth, Abrahamic covenant, a blessing to all families in the earth. mentioned several times in Genesis 22, we hear these words, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, remember, God had asked him to offer Isaac, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, and your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, meaning Jesus, All nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me through the people who descended from Abraham. Another 500 years goes by. We have the Mosaic covenant, sacrifices and offerings, the blood sprinkled, Exodus 24, verse 7 and 8. Then he, Moses, took the book of the covenant and he read it to the people and they responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. And Moses then took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with these words. And another 500 years go by. and the Davidic covenant, the son of David will reign forever. Nathan, uh, Nathan's uh, prof, uh, prophecy to da- King David in 1 Chronicles 17. And then I already referenced Psalm 89, which we heard earlier. And then uh, several hundred years later, the prophet Isaiah, and we heard this scripture earlier, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Wonderful counselor. And, And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom forever. And then stop right there. Because the prophecies, the promises... The preparations, the waiting, and the watching, and the work all stopped, seemingly, with the fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Judah, exiled to Babylon, the end of the Davidic dynasty, the end of the line of David, all of these promises, all of this looking forward to Messiah, stops. Is it interrupted temporarily or is it over? How many promises did you look for? How many hopes and expectations were yours and they were broken? They were gone seemingly. Maybe they're resurrected. Maybe they come back. But you don't know that unless you know the rest of the story. And so God... Was, was speaking through the prophets, Isaiah, and, all, and, and continued until Malachi. In 537 B.C., you see, you see the numbers going down closer to Christ. The exiles begin returning. They rebuild the altar. They rebuild the temple. They rebuild the city's wall. And then 430 B.C., the final Old Testament prophecy by Malachi, the Lord shall suddenly come to his temple. There's an expectation, an anticipation. Okay, maybe it's going to happen again. Maybe David is going to, somebody from the line of David is going to come and they're going to reign, they're going to rule, they're going to establish a kingdom again. And then, boom, 400 silent years. Waiting. They go back and they read the prophecies. In the synagogues, Isaiah is read every year. The prophets are remembered. The words, the promises. That's why when you read the, the scriptures that we heard this morning by Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary, uh, they speak about the promise to our ancestors. The promise of the Father. I've just given snapshots, just tiny, tiny points of reference and to picture what it was like to be Jewish. What it was like to be a person of of the descendant of Abraham waiting for this to happen, to be fulfilled. They weren't waiting for a a new election. They weren't waiting for a new Congress or a new uh, business to begin. They were waiting for their very lives to be enfolded into the kingdom that God had promised them. So the silence is broken when Gabriel appears to Zechariah in the Holy of Holies and tells him that his son will fulfill Isaiah 50, I'm sorry, Isaiah forty and, and, and Malachi Luke um, in the, the Malachi where he said the Lord will suddenly come to his temple and the forerunner will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and of children, to their parents, to turn the disobedient, to prepare them and the way for the Lord. So Gabriel appears and says, now, it's going to happen through you and and Elizabeth. And then he appears to Mary. We heard uh, that word read also, that no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in me and then and then the, the angel appears to to Joseph in a dream and 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 tells him, Go ahead and take Mary for your wife the it says, Joseph, son of David Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will receive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Again, referencing Isaiah. And then again, Mary's prophecy. He has done this. He has done that all future generations will call me blessed. And they do. And then Zechariah's prophecy, which Paul read. And so we have in Luke chapter 2, the holy family that Jesus is taken to the, to the temple and, and Simeon and Anna prophesy the redemption and the glory of God to the Gentiles through this boy. It's really an incredible Example of of waiting and watching. Simeon had been waiting because he had this promise before you die, you will see the Messiah. (laughs) How many times did Simeon go to the temple? Is today the day? How many times when he got up in the morning? Is today the day? waiting, watching, and meanwhile doing his work of praying. And Anna, after living with her husband for seven years, and he died, and then being a widow, continually, the Scripture says, in the temple, ministering to the Lord with fasting and prayer, waiting, watching, and doing her work as an intercessor. And they were both moved by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) What a meeting. Here's Joseph and Mary, you know, kind of insecure, possibly, thinking about all these words that have been spoken and shepherds coming and, and, and coming into the temple to do that. what is their duty, responsibility, offer an offering, a sacrifice to dedicate their son, the firstborn, to the Lord, which, by the way, is a picture of God giving his firstborn son for us. And so they're there and here come these strangers. Here come here comes Simeon and prophesies to Mary about her son and about a sword piercing her own soul. And 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 Anna comes and, and speaks of the glory of God in Israel and the redemption of the world coming now, now with this baby and they're just standing And all history is going, (laughs) and they're at the apex of it. They're at the climax of thousands of years of waiting, of warfare against the seed of the woman that was promised in Genesis 3.17. He will crush the serpent's head. And there they're standing, holding this baby eight days old. Who's going to crush the serpent's head? Wow. Wow. The Magi come and fulfill Micah's prophecy. I mean, Malachi's prophecy. No, Micah's prophecy, yeah, chapter 5. Everyone waits until John and Jesus then turn 30 years old and they are revealed to the people. Everyone waits. You wait. I wait. Everybody waits. What's the longest you've ever had to wait for a package in the mail you're expecting or or news from a relative or a promise made to you by someone that you're waiting for it to be fulfilled? Uh, How long have you waited for specific prayers to be answered? George Mueller the man, um, you know, this uh, Mueller Street over, um, is named after him. This, uh, this children's hospital is, was, is, is uh, um, in memory of him. Yeah. He be, because he had this amazing faith and took care of children and, and would pray and God would bring the food. God would bring what was needed. Um, and on his deathbed, um, a friend asked him, George, aren't you concerned about those people that you've been praying for all these years that that haven't committed their life to Christ? Isn't that a disappointment to you? He said, no. Well, George, why are you not disappointed? He said, because I've prayed for them. They're going to be saved. He he knew God. There was a, there's, a, there's a story that one time... Um, there was a need in the orphanage and and, uh, he was with a couple other people and somebody started to pray and he interrupted them and said, stop, you're just speaking unbelief. Let me pray. (laughs) Creation waits for the sons and daughters of God's kingdom to be fully functioning on the earth. Creation is waiting for you and for me. The dirt is waiting For the righteousness of God to be manifested in the earth and the glory of God to be seen in the people of God, the unity of the church, the maturity of the church, the influence of the church in all areas of life. The earth is groaning for it. What a year. Historic hurricanes, floods, fires, in Africa, locusts and other, other parts of the world, disasters. We had a comet. We had the, the configuration of the planets to see the Bethlehem star only once in every 800 years. Um, it, you could go on and, and the violence in the streets, the, the upheaval and, and unrest, the, the, the shaking. It seems like everywhere you look, everybody waits. A child waits for a hug attention from a a, a parent or a teacher. They wait for the end of school. While they wait, they can't really hurry things up or make things change, can they? And, And neither can you and I. We can't really control what God has ordained. He has worked. Throughout history, for thousands of years, bringing the world to this point, today, this moment, now, everything is poised. And he's not given up. He's not discouraged. He's not in a hurry, but he's not slow to act concerning his promise. He will fulfill his word. He will keep us. Some are waiting for a job or for the government to get its act together. Yeah, that would be a miracle. To do justice for the power, we're waiting for the power to change ourselves. When will I change? When will I be different? When will I have have the ability to do this? I feel that way every time I turn on my computer. Many are waiting for prodigals to come home. Are you a prodigal? Is somebody waiting for you, praying for you, longing for you, surrendering you to God? Are you surrendering your prodigal loved one to God for him as the hound of heaven to follow after, to chase him down the highways and byways of life? What a wonderful poem that is. Are you waiting for forgiveness? Are you waiting for reconciliation in family or friends? We're all waiting for this virus to end. So let me close by just saying something about these three words, wait, watch, and work. What is it to wait? It's more than doing nothing. Nothing. It means literally to entwine or come into union by by resting our own will and ways and wants and doing away with the restless, anxious activity that tries to make something happen. We ask for grace to wait patiently. I'm not very good at waiting, are you? Uh, (laughs) I don't even do well at sitting still. How patient are you while you're waiting for a promise to be fulfilled? You know, studies show that children who learn the value of delayed gratification often succeed better in life. Can I wait to have my dessert after eating my broccoli? <laughs> when, we, when we would have fellowship meals, I would cheat and go to the dessert table while everybody's lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. Um, What I want to say about waiting is it takes a peaceful mind and spirit to be able to wait. Can you say amen? I I have to have peace. And Jesus is a prince of peace. That means I need him to be the prince in my heart. I need to ask Jesus to be the Lord of our thoughts and feelings. Would you pray with me? I'm, I'm going to go to the other two, but I want to stop and pray. Lord Jesus. Go ahead. Repeat after me if you want to. You are the prince of peace. Rule in my mind and my heart and bring peace so that I can wait. Amen. Uh, watching. What, what, what is the why that keeps you and me centered? What are, why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? For whom are we waiting? You see, to watch God's will means I've got to be postured in a certain position to watch for his unforced rhythms of grace, to, to watch. Jesus said, watch, for no one knows the hour when the Son of Man will come again. I'm, I'm a clock watcher. I'm a, I, are, are you like this? I can wake up in the middle of the night and know it's 2.30. I, I just know what time it is most of the time, um, which is... A strange kind of gift, I guess. The problem is, it 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 contributes to my impatience, (laughs) because I know how much I just, you know. Anyway, watching, you know, a watch pot never boils. You know that 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 saying. What? Well, we got to watch for God. We got to watch for what He's doing. When I used to take kids on mission trips to the Navajo Nation or to Central America, I would say, put your spiritual antenna up. You're going into an atmosphere where there are things going on in the spirit realm that you're not going to see unless you are actually paying attention and watching and being sensitive. If you just live down here in this realm all the time, just Things, feelings, emotions, circumstances, you miss what God is doing over thousands of years because he's at work in you right now, fulfilling his plan and his purpose, but you got to watch for it. Who put your spiritual antenna up to discern, oh, that's the Holy Spirit, I think. That's definitely not the Holy Spirit. That's weird. (laughs) Now, sometimes what God does is weird, right, Richard? The weird and wonderful ways that God works, you, you you got to discern by the Holy Spirit. So you have to watch God. You have to get accustomed to him doing his thing. It's different than what we expect when somebody's striving out of their soul or, or, or when the demonic spirits of evil are at work. you you, you, you got to know those. Perhaps you know people or you've experienced this where you just know that's a bad spirit. I don't I shouldn't go there. That's a wrong that's a that's a wrong turn. So watch for God. Now in order to watch, you have to deal with disappointments. I had expectations that become demands. They're like missed appointments with myself or others or God, and those turn into disappointments. I have tried not to indulge myself in my life with regrets. I've I've tried not to focus on the past. But I have some, you know, promises, promises, hope deferred makes the heart sick. We all have to deal with aspects of our lives, our family, our work, our house, our church, We all have to deal with things that just aren't turning out the way we hoped, we wanted. I've heard people say, this isn't the life I expected. And there's a lot of that going around right now. No matter what scene you look at, failures and and death and sickness, our institutions are Shaking education, health industry, business, politics. They're they're being shaken. This year, it takes spiritual energy to watch for God's promises. Not just focus on our expectations. It takes faith and hope to watch for God and have peace. So let's pray with me. Dear Father I want to watch your doings Open my eyes to see you at work Help me to watch for you and to wait for you in peace Amen the third and final word is work when we're weary of waiting and wa- and, and and watching then our work suffers. Happy people are more productive than depressed people. We have a stewardship committed to us. It's a thousands of years culminating in the kingdom of God and us being sons and daughters of the kingdom and sharing the good news of the kingdom and demonstrating the kingdom. So this is our, our vocation of love You have a job, all right, but but this is our vocation as sons and daughters of the kingdom. It is a vocation of joy. It is a commission of good news. It is the perfect law of love and grace. And it's given to us in in a stewardship. Living and sharing the kingdom of God. It permeates everything like leaven in the lump. Of bread, our homes, our schools, our work, our neighbors and strangers, it comes out of our union with God and seeking first His kingdom. And so, you know, some of us were at the restaurant yesterday, and and I like to look at the waiter or waitress and and try to think, okay, God, you saying anything here? So I asked the waitress. What's your name? Justice. What an incredible name. And her demeanor kind of changes, and she kind of lights up a little bit. I said, how can we pray for you, Justice? She said, I just wrecked my new car. I said, well, let's pray. And so there, you know, at Jimmy's Egg, we prayed. You know, we just want to leave the fragrance of the king everywhere we go the kingdom the seed of the kingdom the work of the kingdom just coming out of us the holy family doesn't say to us you got to do everything right missed that lost that boat i don't have that t-shirt the holy family says predispose yourself to watch for god because he's at work i don't think joseph did everything perfectly My wife said to me the other day, can you imagine Joseph sitting there waiting to catch baby Jesus? I had never thought about that. I mean, I don't think he went out in the street and said, is there a midwife anywhere? I mean, it was time. And he's there. I never thought about that before. The the, Waiting and watching doesn't mean that that we're perfect, it means we're waiting and we're watching. And in the meantime, we're about the work that God puts into our hands in this present moment. So with God's help, we work with the Father. We, we walk with Jesus. We want to be in Him and be in Father's house. So whether online or in person, don't neglect the fellowship of brothers and sisters preparing for the fulfillment of Jesus' second coming and his kingdom being manifested in us together. Don't neglect. Don't neglect his word. Meditate in his word. Be a workman who's not ashamed, as Paul wrote to Timothy, rightly applying God's word, studying, being approved, The look at the scriptures the the tapestry and timeline feeds you with hope and faith and to help us work remember i said to, to help us wait we need what anybody remember what word i said peace yeah we need patience we need peace to help us wait we need peace and and to help us watch we need what yeah yeah we we need We need, all of those things that you're saying are, are absolutely right. We need to look for him. It takes faith and hope to watch for him. So I have peace to be at rest and patient. I have, I have faith and hope at work in me. It comes from him. He, it's, it's, it's in him and it's from him. He is our peace. He is our hope so that I can watch for him. And then to work... Here's what I think we need to work, to do the work of the kingdom. We need his love. Don't allow your love to grow cold because of the tragic situations and because, as Jesus said, the sin is, is, seems to be increasing. The, the misery quotient seems to be going up. You know, the Don't allow your love to grow cold. We need to keep alive our spiritual passion, our intimacy with God, and our love for one another. The New Testament talks about fanning into flame, returning to our first love. Stir up love for one another. 71 times in the Scripture, you see the word love and faithfulness in the same verse. In the New Testament, it's usually love and faith. They occur together. Like this one. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 and I'm closing. We remember before we remember you before our God. Paul is writing to the Thessalonian church. We remember you before our God and Father. Your work produced by faith. Would you say that? Work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. Would you say that? Your labor prompted by love. And your in endurance inspired by hope would you say that and your endurance inspired by hope in our lord jesus christ faith hope and love we need peace to wait we need hope and faith to watch and we need the love of god to work and see that our work is focused on the king that's the i think the message of the holy family it's not about doing it right or perfectly. It's about seeing that we have a role to play in the unfolding purposes of God over thousands of years. The fulfillment of the King, the Son of David, Amen. Messiah. So we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to have the peace of Christ in our minds while we wait, to have the faith of Christ in our hearts, and to keep hope alive while we watch, and the love of God motivating our work. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Lord for your purposes, your prophecies, and your promises.
2: Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to the New Covenant Fellowship podcast. We want to connect with you. You can visit us online at ncfokc.org for more information about our church. If God spoke to you and you'd like prayer, please text us at 405-518-5164 and we will get back with you. God bless and have a great day.